Storm Bowling Products. The Bowlers Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today in the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is TJ Schmidt. TJ bowled collegiately at Purdue University. 2011, he was the Collegiate Player of the Year, the Collegiate MVP, and a All-American. TJ is also a brand ambassador for Rotogrip. TJ, Tim Berg, and Coach K, Steve Klempkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, TJ, well, you bowled collegiately, Purdue University, a big boilermaker, grew up in Indiana, so that had to be a school that you were planning on going to or talk about that I guess was that a school that you had set your sights on in your in high school or how did you get to choosing Purdue yeah um during high school I uh fortunate to make it to our state finals uh for Penn High School um and while I was there I was able to talk to coach Scott Savage from Purdue um before then I had thought about going to Indiana University for music um but after talking, you know, with Scott and some other people, um, I decided that music really wasn't my best option in life. So uh, I decided to um, really focus on Purdue because Scott was the only one to reach out to me and uh, talk to me and kind of tell me about Purdue and told me about the bowling program. And it seemed like I would be a good fit in it. And so, you know, over the next year, I uh, worked hard just to get into Purdue and then you know, the rest worked out. You mentioned Scott. Is that Scott Savage? Yes. Yep. Okay. Scott Savage. um, Yep. In my opinion, one of the greatest college coaches, but, you know, obviously I'm biased. (laughs) Well, why don't you expand on that a little bit? What, what, why do you feel, uh, you know, what made Scott so, uh, you know, such a terrific coach for you and the rest of your teammates? Yeah, so his his lane play knowledge, his uh, equipment knowledge, um, you know, was something that, I mean, in high school, I never knew really anything about. I just grabbed a ball and threw it down the lane. Um, but, you know, once I got there, he was, he was there to teach, you know, why surface was important, where to play, um, like lane play was important. Um, and, and then, you know, making those moves. I mean, that's obviously the biggest part of our game is making moves, those tiny adjustments during a game, during a block, in order to maximize the scoring potential. And uh, he was just really good at that. And it got to a point where, you know, during my four years there, where he would be really hands-on my first two and a half years. That last year and a half, since he coached us all up, you know, we were able to basically coach ourselves the last year and a half. He was there when, when the going got tough and we really needed someone with some better insight. But, you know, the last, last year, especially we, uh, we were able to come together and, uh, and basically coach ourselves. We, we would all see the move for, for every guy. And then we'd talk to him before Scott would. So, TJ, 2011 was quite the year for you with all the collegiate accolades, and you guys also won the Hoosier Classic in Indianapolis in 11. Talk about what the turning point was for you bowling collegiately from your junior year to your senior year when you were able to make everything click. My junior year, you know, I was, I was the leader of the team then, and, and we were all just, 
you know, we were all very close. I mean, we were all, you know, best friends on and off the lanes. Um, to this day, I still have a group text with all those guys. Um, and, you know, we were just, you know, really close and the communication was there. We, we really just had fun. Like on paper, we were not the best team, but when, when we had our chemistry, um, at, at top notch and we were able to, I don't know, we were able to just come together uh, and, and work together. I mean, we were, we were tough to beat. And I think, I don't know, I think it all just came together, you know, my senior year as, as I was more working towards the team and not worried as much about what I was doing. I just wanted to help the team any way possible. And it just so happened that, you know, I put a lot of great tournaments together in order to do so. Now, 2011, you know, you also had a fantastic uh, showing there at the USBC Open Championships those couple of years there. So it looks like and sounds like to me that, that you know, some of your collegiate experience, um, even when you, you know, transferred over, maybe you're bowling, uh, bowling the Open Championships, which is, you know, a big tournament, uh, that you were able to kind of use some of that knowledge and experience and carry that into that event as well. Is that safe to say? Yeah, definitely. I mean... Yeah, getting bowling enough and getting yourself in every situation you can, you, you begin to relax if you um, get into a little bit of a bind where you're seeing something that you're not used to seeing. You just got to you know slowly think through the process and and what ball would work best here, what you know what lane, uh, what part of the lane you'd want to play, um, and and really going through my collegiate experience, being able to play every part of the lane helps. I mean, that year, um, I remember during team event playing basically up eight and then at the end, maybe 10 to eight. Uh, and then during singles and doubles, um, or doubles, I had my highest set ever. Um, I was, you know, inside of fourth arrow. 850, um, wasn't it? It was 855. 855. Yep. Wow. Yep. And my dad shot 527 in doubles and he was my doubles partner. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, he had to felt just horrible. He wasn't able to contribute well, yeah. more. You know, I know the pressure when you're, you're, you know, your teammate or your, your, your doubles partners striking like crazy and you're having a hard time hitting the pocket. It can be kind of tough. And yeah. Pressure kind of builds, you know, it's tough. Well, exactly. And that was at the stadium where, we were on 35 and 36 where, where the stands kind of end basically mm-hmm. at the stadium. And those were starting to fill up a little bit. My dad said he was getting way more nervous just because of all the people that were starting to watch. Right. <laughs> like, I, I felt bad for him, but it happens. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, so then the, the following year you go down to Baton Rouge, which if I remember correctly, out of those two years, the, 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 the Reno year, I mean, the Reno year wasn't easy that year, but they seemed like Baton Rouge, they were really, they were really tricky to, to play, and that was a really challenging year to score. Um, so talk about then how you were able to do that even moving forward and what, you know, you, you parlayed that, and it was like, you know, wow, this USBC Open stuff, it's, it's kind of easy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, after, after that 2011 year, um, I, I went with a new group of guys, some guys that, that I bowled against in college. Um, that year happened to be um, Steven Zimmer from Moorhead, Jeremy Dixon from Saginaw Valley, um, Adam Vos also from Moorhead, and then uh, oh, 
I'm spacing on my other guy, but basically, well, the other guy is basically switched around every year. <laughs> um, uh, Jacob Hollis, that's who it is from Newman. Um, and so, you know, we were all five collegiate bowlers. We had that experience. We could talk together. We'd make the moves together. And, you know, that, that group's been, been solid ever since. Um, you know, this year, uh, we've, we've replaced a couple of guys. Mike Conn is going out with us this year from Moorhead, former, former junior gold champion. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're just, we're just a fun group of guys all that all balled in college. And so we can, we have that communication, we have that camaraderie and we, we have fun on the lanes. Like it's not just throw a shot and walk back. We, we get excited. We, we yell, we high five and we, I mean, we really go after it. That's one of the cool things with college bowling. I mean, you really get that energy, don't you? Like just between the teammates, and you'll see more energy on the lanes at a college tournament than you'll really see anywhere else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and it goes back to, I mean, again, my Purdue team. On paper, you know, we shouldn't be beating a lot of the teams that we were, but we had fun. We kept each other up, and, you know, we wanted to make a good shot, not just for us, but for, for the seven guys behind you. So, TJ, you graduated from Purdue. You have your PBA card. Did you ever have the thought to go out on tour full-time? It did. I mean, I have, I have my card. Um, I, I bowl, let's see, I mean, upwards between five and ten regionals a year. Um, I've bowled six majors at this point. I bowled the World Series last year. I'm doing what I can to bowl on tour. Um, but you know, with, with the year and a half old baby, it's a little tougher, but, uh, I'm doing what I can to, to stay out there and stay competitive because every, every major tournament you bowl in, it's a, it's a, a wake up call to want to get better. Like you can, I mean, I, I've cashed in the masters twice, us open twice, world championships once, and it just, Cashing isn't enough. You just want to get better and get into match play. And then, you know, eventually just keep working. And, you know, although I'm not doing it full time, it's still something, you know, I'm striving towards when I can get out there. Who impresses you the most when you're bowling side by side with, you know, the best bowlers in the world? Always Pete Weber. Uh, it's <laughs> the most impressive to watch. I mean, obviously he's, the greatest of all time. He does it on every oil pattern and every decade that he's bowled. I mean, and it's, it's just amazing to watch because it's effortless. And then I guess the other thing, you know, TJ, there's been a lot of changes going on at the USBC open championships. And I want to, I guess, get your thoughts on some of those. I mean, some of it does, it's, it's the same as what, you know, what Chad Murphy seems to be implementing is a lot of the same stuff you're seeing in the collegiate tournaments where you're limiting the equipment you guys can bring in you're limiting the amount of um, you know the knowing of the patterns etc beforehand is that something uh, i guess what are your thoughts on that are you in favor of some of those moves and some of the things usbc is, is working towards yeah i i mean i i get it um i don't think there's been a call for that many changes at once um the not knowing the patterns we can deal with because they've been similar throughout the past few years. And I mean, for me personally and my team, I mean, I've got five smart guys on a team that we can figure it out pretty quickly in a couple minutes of practice, you know, what area we need to be in. 
Um, I know that for others, it could take a little longer, um, which could, could lead to, you know, some people not wanting to bowl. Um, and as far as limiting the equipment, um, I, I personally enjoy that because, you know, you got to know, you got to know your stuff. You got to know what surface you need and, and even just changing hand positions and speeds, I mean, is very important as well. So tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe some of the most recent Roto-Grip releases you've been throwing a lot. You're one of our brand ambassador staff members, and you've been with Roto-Grip for a long time. What, what, have, what have you been liking lately? Yeah, um, I just drilled up a couple of the Daredevils. Um, I have one pin up and one pin down, and that ball is it, – it, it picks up in the mids, you know, especially the, the pin down one. I mean, it, it picks up, but then it doesn't stop. I mean, and it, it definitely will make the corner on most things I, I bowl on. Um, it reminds me a little bit of, of a Marvel Pearl of old, um, the, the pin up one, you definitely need some friction, but once it sees the friction, it's going left. I, I just drilled up a, a no rules. Um, that ball hooks on anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that ball, I, I don't know that I've had a ball that, that hooks that much. Um, so you definitely need some oil for that, but I, I really enjoy it, especially on, on one of the stupier house, house conditions that I bowl on. Um, it allows me to get in and not have to worry about it backing up if I miss left. Right. I also, you know, the, the racket for me, I, I like the wrecker. Um, the racket is very smooth, controllable, um, able to play pretty much anywhere I want um, on the lighter uh, volume conditions. Um, for instance, last weekend, uh, there was a 39-foot, uh, about 26-mil pattern that I was playing the gutter with it. At, it was at Lafayette Open, which is a great tournament. Um, that Wesley Lowe happened to win. Um, so storm staffer, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great tournament and you know, that ball seemed to blend out the pattern for me really well. Yeah. One of the things you hit on that I, I kind of want to go back to a little bit is you talked about your team working together. You guys might not have necessarily been the, the quote unquote five best guys bowling in college together, but you gelled and worked together. Kind of seems like that was the same thing that happened this year in Las Vegas when the guys were bowling the team class, the, the team challenge, you know, the group that won it, a, a great group of guys, but it wasn't, I mean, you could, you could argue there was more talent on other teams out there, but they just all worked together. Another Indiana guy with EJ and Chris Lowshedder. Yep. And, um, you know, but they just worked together too. And I asked them and I talked to them about, you know, the pattern because they were guys all over the map from, you know, EJ probably having the most hand on the team, if I recall, the Chris having the least hand. And he said, we all just kind of played our own game. And sometimes people overthink the way, you know, these patterns and, and where they're supposed to play in the lanes. Would, would you kind of agree to that sentiment that even, you know, when you get to these open championships and, and these team events that sometimes guys just and gals just overthink things a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, you're obviously there to, to score. So you want to play your A game. Now, I mean, the only important part, you know, those first um, – those first five to 10 minutes where you're, you're trying to break something down. I mean, you know, our, our game plan is always try to break something down, but then go to where you're comfortable. I mean, and don't throw charcoal way left. 
Um, so basically it just comes down to play where you're comfortable and that'll get everyone scoring and get everyone up and wanting to make better shots and, 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 you know, again, just make shots for the team. I mean, no one feels, no one feels worse than, than when you have a chance to win and you split in the tent and you get to look back and see your four other teammates and the looks on their face. That is the worst feeling in the entire world. So that is where, you know, your heart is in it and you're with those guys. And, and that's why, you know, that's why we made our best shots at the best times because we didn't want to let anyone else down. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of teamwork's an awesome feeling. Um, hey, final question I have for you, TJ. Um, kind of going back again, you know, you talk about your your teammates and college bowling. We have a lot of young listeners to the podcast that are maybe trying to decide uh, what kind of college uh, to consider for uh, for for their career. You know, for for school and for bowling and stuff. What kind of recommendation do you have for them? Pick I mean, how to pick the right school. Yeah, um, you know, always look at at after school first. You know, if if you are on the track to to bowl for a living, pick the school for bowling. If you are, if you want to do anything, you know, if you need to know what you want to do after school or have an idea, and pick a school that'll help you get there. And if they have bowling, great. I, I know there's a lot of schools that are that are picking it up now. All the NAIA schools. Um, and they're, they're giving scholarships and things like that. Um, you know, I chose a school that was a great academic school and that happened to have a bowling, bowling team. And, uh, and it, it worked out great for me. I'm now doing, you know, what I graduated with, which is selling and sales management. I'm a salesperson. Um, so that's, that's how my, my story turned out. But yeah, if you, if you're going to go just for bowling, make sure they have something decent in athletics or sorry, in academics as well. Awesome stuff. Well, great, uh, great interview, TJ. We'd love to have you back on again. And by all means, let us know if there's ever anything we can do and uh, we'll be in touch soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you.